When it comes to retirement planning, you literally can't afford to procrastinate. You have to be prepared for any possible financial challenge. Let's make sure that you're ready for retirement. It's time for the Retire Ready Podcast with Kyle Hammersmith, investment advisor, representative, and founder of Mocan Wealth Management. Welcome into Retire Ready with Kyle Hammerschmidt and myself here to talk about a comprehensive dismantling of 2023's top Social Security myths. That's the topic that we're going to dive into this week. Uh, if you've ever wondered you know, about Social Security, is it's going to run out. We hear all these different kind of claims, very sensational things. And so what we got is five, or, uh, well, excuse me, 10 total myths that we're going to cover. We're going to do five this week on the podcast, and then we'll do the other five uh, in about two weeks when we do our follow-up. So make sure you're subscribed to the show. If you're not already, uh, just stop by the website, mocanwealth.com. That's mocanwealth.com, M-O-K-A-N, wealth.com, and click on the link for podcast. There's a, it's called Retire Ready, and you can find all sorts of good tools, tips, and resources at the website. But we're going to dive into the first five this week. Kyle, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Doing well. We uh, done with birthday parties for now, <laughs> um, which is good. And then, really, I don't know, just doing some yard stuff out there, letting the kids get in the pool. There you go. And I'm um, starting back up. We're taking a little break on my uh, retirement masterclass events at the local universities here. So mm, gotcha. I really like doing those in the evening. So getting I'd, that started back up. Yeah. Uh, Middle of May. Well, good. Yeah, I'd love to get in the yard and do some yard work, but I've had this stupid cold for a week <laughs> that I can't shake. Uh, but uh, it is what it's the first time I haven't been this sick in years. So I guess maybe I was overdue. I don't know. But uh, I do not like being sick, that's for sure. So I'm ready for some sun. Um, but let's jump in and talk about these uh, these myths I got for you, Kyle. Uh, like I said, a lot of these are pretty sensationalistic that, that kind of gets in the media a lot and it gets people upset and worried and nervous. And that's kind of the point I think is to drive clicks or views or whatever the case is. And like anything with a myth, there's usually maybe a little kernel or nugget of truth in there and then it gets kind of distorted out of proportion. So let's just jump in and start talking about them. Myth number one, Social Security Administration, they will help you make the best decision about when to start your Social Security benefit. This is certainly a myth. They do a lot of things. They provide a lot of information when you go down to the offices and talk to someone, but this is not one that they can actually do. Yeah, I would just uh, consider Social Security or, you know, if you're calling in, going in, they're really going to be like an order taker. They're going to do what you ask. I want right. to take, I want to file my social security at my full retirement age. I want to do this. They're not going to present you with multiple options, give you all types of analysis. At the end of the day, one, they can't, two, they shouldn't. Right, right. Um, that should only be done based upon, you know, a, a lot of information being collected as far as like tax returns, retirement savings, all that fun stuff. Um, and they're not actually licensed to provide you that type of advice. So if you're if you're thinking Social Security is going to guide you in the right direction to make you know here's here's one to claim in your best interest they won't and the the downside is a lot of the financial industry won't even do it uh, they won't even touch it they might say hey take it here or wait blah 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 but at the end of the day you know your advisor even your tax person won't even guide you and uh, give you the you know the best information to make that decision. Yeah. So I, you want to make sure that, uh, you know, you're, you're understanding, you might get somebody really nice who's trying to help you, but at the same time, to your point, they're not allowed to, and they really shouldn't be anyway, because they don't know your situation. So they can provide you with a lot of good information about the different benefits available, but that really should be where it stops, not when to turn it on and how to work it within your strategy. So that's myth number yeah, what one. I've, what, yeah. What I've seen is, you know, just from doing our retirement workshops, there's a lot of people, households coming into these 
to learn more about social security because they cannot get the answers anywhere. And you can't, you know, just rely on a calculator that's going to, you know, based upon some crystal ball of you living to some age and it's going to say, here's when you should take it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, there's definitely a, a lot of misinformation out there on as far as who can help you make this decision, but I would not rely on the social security administration to, to help you make that decision. All right. So that's myth number one. Myth number two, you won't get any social security if you are a stay at home mom. And as I mentioned before, Kyle, each one of these usually has a nugget of something in there. And I think this probably is getting confused with if you did not work enough to be eligible for your own, there are some criteria that you have to meet to get your own social security. But if you've always been a stay at home mom and you've been married, then there's some options there too. Yeah. We like to call them a either, either stay at home, just a stay at home spouse in general, it's right. um, a, a domestic engineer, like really they, they weren't collecting, you know, pay subs, paychecks, paying into social security. They didn't have the quarters to, to qualify. Um, at the end of the day, a married spouse is entitled to a spousal benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, you are eligible for social security, but that's going to be in a form of a spousal benefit of your working spouse. At the end of the day, just to kind of keep it simple, you are entitled to half of your working spouse's benefit as long as you apply at your own full retirement age. And then there's reductions for obviously taking it at age 62, but there's you'll never get more than half of yeah. your spouse's working benefit. Even if you waited till 70, you'll never get more than half as long as you wait till your full retirement age. Yeah. And you mentioned your own quarters. So if you wanted to have that information as well, you have to have at least worked in, and this is in general for anybody, right? It's 40 quarters or, or 10 years, basically. Yeah. Basically 40 quarters, 10 working years, four quarters. You can only earn four credits or quarters per year. Yeah. So, uh, but again, not to fret if you were married, then, you know, you can certainly go that way route for the spousal. So there is an option. So again, that's that's myth number two. Myth number three, you won't pay taxes, Kyle, on your social security since you already paid taxes on the money when you're putting into the system. Well, that'd be nice, but that's not, and that used to be the case actually, but there's no, you know, they changed that, uh, I think once in the eighties and again in the nineties, I believe. So Reagan lowered federal tax rates big time. And then they started taxing social security. They put the provisional income in place, the calculation. So I would you know, this is a little misleading on this on that statement. So Social Security by itself is not taxable. Uh, it's really what you have and how you're going to show that in a cur- current calendar year that will determine how much of your Social Security would be taxable. So basically, you got to say this. You're going to pay taxes once, obviously, you know, funding your FICA into Social Security. But you'll, you will determine how much taxes you'll pay the second time, whether it's you doing tax planning. Most of the times, you'd have to do Roth conversions. Or it's like, how much money are you going to pull from your IRAs or pensions? Those types of income throughout the year will determine how much of your Social Security would be taxable. The biggest thing you need to understand is for Social Security, it's not about when you take it. It's about how you take it. How you take it is like how much income you're showing from your IRAs and pensions. But yes, tax-wise, at least 15% of your Social Security will be tax-free. Okay, So only only up to 85% of your benefit can be taxable. But again, by doing some, you know, planning, tax planning, income planning, social security planning, you can get your social security 100% tax free. Really, that kind of comes down to, you know, what does your retirement plan look like? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it can be up to, uh, you know, up to 85%. Again, that's not the tax bracket. That's just the amount. And this is where strategy comes into play because how you structure your income is going to affect, you know, your social security. It's going to affect how much is, it does get taxed. So 
uh, make sure that you are working with a professional in that arena. All right. So the next two, number four and number five for this podcast, Kyle, they kind of play into each other a little bit here. So we'll start with number four first. Uh, and that's the big giant one that everybody obviously sees and gets panicked about is that the Social Security is going to be gone. And there's nothing left by the time we retire. And it has problems, but this is one of those that get really out of, you know, blown out of proportion. I just don't see any political figure wanting to deal with the fact of it shutting down completely. But at the same token, it also means they don't really want to do anything to fix it because until the last minute, right? Because it's just, a, it's a political hot potato. Yep. Last minute fixes. They already know how to fix it. But the idea is well, there won't be any social security left by the time you retire is 100% false because. I believe the last time I looked at the trustees report that came out is I think they're going to have either 70 to 75% of the benefit would still be payable to like the year 2076 if they made like no changes. Basically what it's saying is either, I think it's 2033 or 2034. Right. Yeah. They move it around. Is they're saying like, it's look at it like the there's a pond and like the water would be drained out. Right. They're saying that would be gone. But the nice part is there's still cash flow coming in to fund that, which is from FICA. Um, so there'd be enough cash flow FICA coming in to pay your benefits. I would just say like 75 cents on a dollar until like the year 2076, if they make no changes. Again, my belief is it would be a combination of changes, like raising FICA limits to bring in more cash flow, potentially raising taxes, and then changing some dates on when you can take that. I also firmly believe that any changes that come down will be, you know, really towards my generation of like, hey, if you were born before. Or if you were born before, after 1985, then you know here's your the new rules of you know Social Security, right? Yeah, it could yeah. be it could be similar to like pension plans where they kind of offer you lump sum options. Do you want to take the payments? All that different stuff. But yeah, it'd be I mean, a combination of, of tax options. changes, right. FICA changes, all yeah. age changes, everything. Yeah, and more than likely, whenever they get around to doing it, they're going to grandfather people in just like they've done before with different things, right? So probably going to be something born on this date, you know, and after you're fine. Nothing's changing for you. Born on this date and younger, right? It's going to change. I mean, I've seen yeah, stuff yeah. where you get rid of it, you get rid of the early retirement age at 62 and they're saying move it to, to 65 before you can even start withdrawing a penny and that would fund it for like a hundred years. So there's stuff they can do. They just don't want to touch it. Correct. And, and I think they're starting to put some stuff in the place now where they're going to allow some of the younger generation to maybe even save more and their retirement plans for any you know future outcomes yeah. on the Social Security. Look at all the changes of the Secure Act 2.0, and then I think it's all it's a kind of a wetting of the whistle before they yep. start making these changes on Social Security because you know people are going to get upset about it. So, but uh, is yeah the giant myth of it just being gone. Just don't see that happening. Uh, myth number five, and this kind of again plays into it, is uh, you should claim it as soon as you're eligible. And I think many people do that because of the prior myth, thinking it's going to be gone. However, if you're doing it for that reason, that's not a good reason. If you need the money, Kyle, that's one thing, right? But if you're just turning it on to turn it on to stick it to the government or whatever, that's that could be a bad move. Yeah, I would say just thinking that the sooner you take it, the more you get was is 100% misleading again. Yeah, there's life expectancy. It really comes down to what do you have and how much do you need? Um, can you afford a delay? Like how long are you going to work? Obviously, break even points, but um, I have very rarely told someone to take it before their full retirement age, unless you know someone's going to retire at fifty-five. You know they're going to need their retirement savings to last a little bit longer versus someone retiring at 
at 65. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, just, just wing it and taking it because you're assuming it really comes down. It's a tax decision and an investment decision because that will impact your total tax bill and your withdrawal rate from your investments. It also comes down to like, what does the economy or, or the markets look like at that time? Yeah. You know, yeah. if you're in a 30, you know, you're, you're in a bear market, it might make sense to take your social security so you can let your portfolio recover a little bit. There's a lot of factors that kind of come into that. Okay. All right. So there you go. That's the first five myths we've got for Social Security. Obviously, the couple of big ones in there are the ones that we get the headlines on, sensationalistic. And at the end of the day, you got to get a strategy together because Social Security shouldn't be looked at as a, uh, oh, yeah, and this kind of thing. I've got you know all my income needs or this, that, and the other. Oh, and then I also have Social Security. It should be part of an integrated strategy and plan. Uh, working together with your retirement professional. So if you need some help, get on to Kyle's calendar, reach out to him, have a conversation, find him again at mocanwealth.com. That's mocanwealth.com. Click on the podcast link, uh, and then you can subscribe to the show that way. Lots of good tools, tips, and resources. Uh, Kyle's got some videos. He's got lots of stuff happening, so a lot of information for you to check out. And you can find it all at mocanwealth.com. Kyle, thanks for hanging out and breaking these down. We'll be back in a week or so, and we'll do the other five. I appreciate it. Thanks. Absolutely. We'll see you next time here on Retire Ready with Kyle Hammerschmidt, President and Investment Advisor Representative at Mocan Wealth Management. Investment advisory services offered by duly registered individuals through Creative One Wealth LLC, a registered investment advisor. Creative One Wealth LLC and Mocan Wealth Management are unaffiliated entities.